while it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you, listener, and us, the Hearty Dice friends. It's Christmas, episode 92, I believe. It's the 92ndest episode yet, and also, possibly the third most festive. Hello, I'm Grant Howitt, and this is Christopher Taylor. Hello? Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle. I'm not sure my cadence was right on that one, Chris. I think it was fine. Let's go with that anyway. Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle, jingle. It's Christmas. It's Christmas Eve, specifically. It is Christmas Eve when you when you hear this. And when we're recording this. Yeah, why not? Sounds good. A, a time in advance of Christmas Eve. Mm. That's true. It's just Christmas Eve 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 Eve. Yeah, yeah. It's just Christmas Eve Angolian. <laughs> Christmas Eve twice removed. Probably a tweet in that. There is. Anyway. You probably you probably work that angle. I'll 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 run it past the writing team later on. Yeah, let's workshop it. Chris adores Christmas very mm, much. So good. He likes it. I am tolerant of it. Mm. I would like to not have it, but here we are. But then I, I would be so sad, it would be your problem. That I mean, considering that, um, that you are my writing partner and everything we do, we have to do together. When you're sad, it's already my problem. Oh yeah, but think of the problems I would cause if there were no Christmas, Grant. Oh god. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it would be terrible. I would what? do I would do Christmas themed crimes. Uh, you'd, you'd wrap things that didn't need to be wrapped. Yes, like people's insulin. Break into break, break into the houses down the chimney, and and then have to be extracted from the chimney. I presume. How, how does he get in the fucking chimney? It's not big enough. He's a wizard, mate. It's never really covered. No. Like they always they show him coming out. Of the bottom. They never show him getting his fat ass in, do they? I always imagined he turned into a whirlwind of ash. Oh, not snow. And, and simply fell to the bottom and then reconstituted himself skeleton first. <laughs> layer upon layer of glistening sinew. That's, that's why nobody remembers seeing Santa Claus. Because their mind is just buckles under what yeah. they've seen. And they completely <laughs> erase the event. And they, and like the, the, only thing, the only thing they can remember is a glistening red man emerging mm. um, with a with a, a beard, which is actually just a load of loose skin. Yeah, exactly, which, and that's what, that's what the, the fluffy bits on the wrists are as well. Yeah, that's that's like, that's like that's like leftover tissue. It's like when you roll up a sock to put it on, but it's yes. his arm skin. You know what, I've not done that in bloody years. I might treat myself tomorrow morning. <laughs> do, you roll, do you roll up a sock to pop, to pop I, it on? I do with a thicker sock. I I just I just struggle in and pull, but it is, it's always it's, it's been a, your way. It's a, it's a little treat. It's a bit like it's a bit like when when mum blows your nose. <laughs> like when when one blows one's own nose, fine. It's it's simply just happening. But when you're a child, it's just stress when you're a child. It's not like she does it now. But when you're a child and mum's like, okay, blow, and you go, and she does. It's like she just squeezes your nose. It's like, oh wow, oh what a treat! It all came out. It all came out. We Why didn't don't have I a do lot. that to myself? Didn't have a lot of money growing up. So <laughs> that was I had my to birthday present. Yeah, mum would blow my nose once a year, whether I needed it or not. But it's it's always like, do you need to blow your nose? It's just blow. Yeah, yeah. Or like, come here. <laughs> <laughs> she spits on a wire brush. <laughs> come here. There's still skin on you. <laughs> you don't look raw enough, child. I don't think you need to spit on that, Mum. I don't think you need to talk, Grant. <laughs> I'll spit again if you keep saying things. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to spit on it less, Grant. <laughs> Do you want more? I think I probably want to spit on it more if it's wire. Yes. Any sort of lubricant we can offer. Yes. Anyway, Merry Christmas. <laughs> jingle, jingle. 
Jingle jingle. We have we have elected not to answer Christmas. Uh, no, we've elected not to answer role playing game questions this this week. Instead, mm-hmm. we're having Christmas themed questions there because are, Chris is a Christmas expert. There are role playing adjacent questions. Yeah, that's true actually. But, but they're all Christmas themed. Like, how do I dice? Yeah, unless it's carrots mm. for Christmas. To, uh, oh, chop, chopping them into dice. Y- yeah. Yeah, well, you should, like, you should ask the question you, before anybody looks too closely at that statement. That's yeah, that's far too small for Christmas mm, dinner. The question is: Lawrence asks, "Best Christmas beverages, alcoholic or otherwise?" Is this otherwise? Well, technically, there is because what, you can have water. Well, you should have water juice or things, but we don't. I think. Well, I I drink a lot of water. I I always like having a, a glass of water alongside me because that's the sort of exciting man I am. I I legitimately do not remember drinking water. What? I don't know the last time I did it. Was it was it when was it when I bought you some when you were over? You said, "Oh, Grant, can you can you get me a glass of water?" I've drunk two bottles of wine. Yes, I think that was it. I've got a full jar of water right here. Aside from that, there's something in it, like coffee, squash, beer. Fascinating. So we let's run down the Christmas beverages. Mm-hmm. Eggnog, ginger. Eggnog, mulled wine. Yep. Ginger wine. Uh, Bucks Fizz. Bucks Fizz, yeah. Um, is that it? Prosecco, but that's kind of. Celebration, you know. Yeah. I'm never I'm never happy to have Prosecco. <laughs> no. Quantro. I, I'd always run. Quantro. Quantro is an alcohol that I never have at any other time but Christmas. You, sh- you shouldn't have it at Christmas either. You're not supposed to drink it straight. Are you not? Well, you're, spe- you're supposed to put it in things with so it tastes of orange. Oh, I did not know that. Mm, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cocktail ingredient, like like uh, like vermouth. Oh, okay. You shouldn't just have vermouth, no matter what the bottle, the, the back of the, bo- the vermouth bottle tells you. Serving suggestion. Why not try it over ice? I'll tell you why, Martini, because it tastes like shit. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's there to make gin easier. Let's work on the three All right, calls. yeah. Which is Bucks eggnogs, and mulled wine. Yeah. Eggnog is... You're, you're lactose intolerant. It's poison. Um, it's it's dessert. It's like a hot milkshake, which I don't want. No, it's... And I remember... Def, I definitely have memories of custard. It should be nice, because it's custard. Yeah. But it's like frothy custard. It's, no. It's so weird. Um, red wine is good. Red wine is always good. Mulled wine is okay. I think mulled wine is a great way of getting rid of subpar wine. Something yes, like because it, it loses its quality as it is and becomes Plus, something new, like for a phoenix. Me it's, yeah, it's like it's it's like. Do you remember when you were when you were a little and you got maybe you went to the park and you got a hot chocolate mm-hmm. and it was cold and you had hot chocolate and that was good. I think that's what mulled wine is, but for grown ups. Yeah, I think mulled wine is at its best when everybody's watching a film and enjoying it. Okay. Not when you're talking. No, you can't. It's not. It's 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 kind of a high. It uses up quite a lot of runtime to drink. Yeah. In that, quite often you, you have to sort of sift it with your teeth. Yeah, there's, there's a lot crap of processing cycles devoted to it. Yeah, and you and like you have to. Like, it's 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 mugged often, mm. and like you're standing. Yeah, that's fair. It's it, I think it's most commonly drunk uh, not sitting down around a table. Yes, it's, like it's, occasionally it's the most. You have it standing in the kitchen. It's the most common portable alcohol. Yes, I think, and for that reason, I'm not a fan of it. I like sitting down. However, it's it's you need red wine, 
you need cinnamon, and then all bets are fucking off. Yeah, like you can think, put you can put whatever you want in there, and I like that. I think the best thing about it is the two hours before you drink it, when there's an enormous pan of red wine, fruit, mm. and spices mm. just filling your house with steam. That is better than actually drinking mulled wine, isn't it? Because the taste yes. is a little strong. <laughs> yeah, it's just this wonderful aroma that permeates everything, and it like it stays in the sofa cushions. Mm. It's a thick smell. It's what we want: Christmas drink themed candles. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I think yeah. it is, isn't it? Now, I will also say, Buck's Fizz is nice. Yes, however, it's, it's I, nice I, I think it's my favourite of the three for one reason. It what is, is considered acceptable to drink it first thing. Yeah. Um, mulled wine, you're looking at lunch minimum. Oh, yeah. And like only if you're out. Um, and then eggnog, it has to be dark. Yes. You can't serve eggnog during the day. That's against the law. The police will come round. But Buck's Fizz has entered. It's there's. It's like it's found the loophole. It's found the brunch hole. Mm-hmm. It's slipped into the same realm as a mimosa. Mm, it is the same thing. Exactly. Yes, and possibly um, peach, and champagne. Some some fruit and champagne. Is, is that fruit not what a mimosa is? I thought mimosas were specifically a Nasty. fruity version, rather. Than, I guess oranges are fruit. Uh, yeah, uh, indeed. Um, I believe that it's just, it's just what they call Buck's Fizz. Okay. Right. I thought um, it was something like specific, but never mind. Never mind. No, we're fine. Never mind. Yeah, I'm wondering. Like, it, it seems like the lightest available alcohol to drink at that time of the morning. I can't think of anything I'd want more. I t- I don't I don't drink before noon. I tried it once, didn't like it. I haven't done it again. I see, Chris, I you're an that, expert. I start I start Christmas morning off with scotch. Yeah, your dad puts it on your chest. Well, he has done when I've been asleep. Right, yeah, okay. But it doesn't like force me to lie down, so you can put it on my chest. No, that's that's a <laughs> down boy. That's that, that's that's an old Scots tradition of having a, ha, having a wee dram before you leave the house. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, it does sound uh, Scottish. The, the, well, yeah. The the further the further north you go in Scotland, the more people morning drink. Right. Because if you've ever been to the north of Scotland, there's not much else to do. That's fair. And like you've got, and like especially if you're like a crofter and you're going off to do cliff farming, whatever the fuck it is you do up there. I'm go- I'm uh and I'm a wee to hard putting puffins off the side of a cliff. Wrap them for me, kitten. I'll t- I'll take a slice a wee slice of porridge from a- from my supper. No other draw. <laughs> Still don't know whether that's real. I hope it is. Mm. Um, but you see, drinking as early as I do on Christmas Day leads to mm-hmm. a really nice segmentation of the day. Okay. Because by ten o'clock, the presents mm-hmm. are open. Yeah. Everybody is wankered. You just go back to sleep for a bit. So what you have is between 10 and 12, maybe, mm-hmm. everybody's having a little Christmas siesta. That's nice, isn't it? Just go uh, back to bed. Yeah. You, you, and listen people, to your new CDs. People go back to bed, they fall asleep on the sofa watching an average film, mm-hmm. and it's a little quiet moment, and then it ramps back up again for Christmas lunch, and then down mm-hmm. again into the evening, and then back up again for Christmas <laughs> dinner, and then down again. <laughs> Hang on, you have lunch and dinner? Yeah. What? What? What's what's Christmas lunch? So Christmas lunch is the turkey and the the stuff. Right, I see. Okay, um, and that's served around three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Christmas. Once Mum sobered up a little bit. Yeah. Once Christmas yeah. dinner kicks off, that is things like any leftovers we want to have while they're still warm. Right. So that's pigs in blankets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's also stuff like. Um, What's it called? 
cheese boards and ah, meats and things. Charcuterie. Yes, that's the word I was searching for. Very Blindly good. in the dark there. Um, we don't have that straight after dinner. We have that as a separate right. meal. Uh, okay, that, that makes sense. I mean, we there's something weird about Christmas and Easter where it's like, well, we're going to have lunch, but too much of it at the wrong time. Go. Yeah, because you're expected to gorge yourself on too much food. Yeah. And then suddenly have pudding and a cheese board. Well, wildly optimistic. Yeah, it is. That's fair. I think. I think. I think. Aside from the all day drinking of being very sensible. Thank you. Yeah, I think. I think it's probably going to have to be Buck's Fizz. I think it is. It's just having just having a little like a little a little softened champagne. If nothing else, it's an excellent palate cleanser. I will say my actual favourite um, Christmas drink is gin and tonic. Why is that? No one knows. No one knows how much you're drinking. That's very true. You, like, if you're teetotal, you can just sit there and have a nice glass of tonic with some with some lemon and, and think about better days. And, <laughs> think about the poor choices you've made. Yeah, or, or alternatively, you can just have one which is basically tonic-flavoured gin. Mm-hmm. And then it's okay. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Hey, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Everyone probably loves you. That's great. Oh, she fucking loves the jumper. Come here, put it on. <laughs> don't, you, you, don't you cry. It makes you look ugly. Why, why did nobody get me any good presents this year? That was what? so good. What why did you get me all? You get me all this shit. This is just ether and a rag. <laughs> Thank you, whoever gave me. <laughs> Secret Santa is best. <laughs> oh man. I'm trying to think of the worst secret presents you could get, and like having ether and a rag brackets used, <laughs> and like I'd probably put it in a Tupperware so it didn't smell. Yes, but you'd have you'd have you'd have a small bottle of ether and a rag sealed in Tupperware, mm-hmm. and then and then give that to someone, and the you would at least at least necessitate an email from HR, just a little bit of heroin. I'm trying to think like what else would be worse, uh, teeth. Their cat? That's good. I want my cat. It will be sealed in Tupperware with the ether and the rag. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I guess if you've got to go out somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's a terrible way. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. I was overcome with the Christmas spirit. Give me a question, Christopher. Fans asks, pigs in blankets or Yorkshire puds? Which are the actual best bits of Christmas? It's pigs in blankets. It's not... It's not tr- like Yorkshire puddings are great, but you don't have to wait until Christmas to eat them. That is very true. Whereas pigs in blankets in summer is a crime. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? They should have it's... tinsel in them. <laughs> I, re- I need to have a word with you about your tinsel consumption. It's getting out of hand. Your blood tinsel level is shifting dangerously high. So with Christmas dinner, there's there's always this thing where somebody gets tinsel in their what? food. Right. I mean, we do eat under the tree. We're fairly big on Christmas, so yeah. my mother, while cooking, will often have a tinsel feather boa. Ah. And I, so I, I want to know, you're fairly big on Christmas and gin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you're, so, so, so your mum's just wearing tinsel. <laughs> cooking the Christmas dinner. So yeah. there's always going to be some tinsel droppage ah, into meetings. what's going on. It's a bit like the get, 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 like getting a sixpence in your Christmas pie. Yeah, but it's harder to see. Mm, and it isn't a, it isn't worth any money. So you are pooping tinsel at some point in the new that's, year. That's kind of fun, though, isn't it? It's not like it's going to damage you much. No. 
No, but sometimes yeah. it is noticeable. Yeah. I don't remember eating that much tinsel. <laughs> but the other thing I'd like to bring up here, and mm-hmm. it's an important part of a Christmas dinner, is the yeah. stuffing. Yeah, you got to have stuffing. Now, at many sort of Sunday roasts, stuffing can feature, mm-hmm. but it's a little thing on the side. It's, it's lovely, whatever. But Christmas dinner stuffing is mm-hmm. always the best bit. I think I, I think two reasons. One, you go all out, right? Yeah, for sure. It's actually three reasons. Two, it's never you should never actually put it inside a bird. Oh no, you don't have to at all. No, no, no. and like if anything, that's just an even way of cooking it. It means you won't get proper, um, you know, Maillard reactions. It hardens on the outside. But the third thing is, is Christmas dinner is actually pretty bland. If you compare it to something like I don't know a curry. Yes. There's no. Okay. No. No. Okay. Listen. I love Christmas dinner. I adore it. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not here to. Not here to rag on Christmas dinner. But the stuffing is going to be the the thing with flavors in. You've got quite a bland meat with turkey. Very nice. Can be can be juicy. You know, moist. But it's quite bland. You've got gravy, which is made out of a bland meat, and you've got sprouts, potatoes, mm-hmm. carrots. None of that's really bringing much to the table, aside from a, aside from a, a variety of textures and mass. Mass is hugely important. It should it should feel like a challenge. Yeah, like you just sit down and go, oh, "Wow, oh, <laughs> I'm going to do what? this. I'm going to do this to myself, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, thank God for that gin and stuffing is there. It's stuffing for me works a little bit like the pickle in a burger in that it just it, it lets you. Oh, it's like a breather. <laughs> yes. And we always have two different kinds of stuffing. Sausage and oat. Obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, where do you stand on bread pudding? I don't. It doesn't do anything. No. It's it's not... I don't see the point in it. I like brandy butter. Sorry, old bread sauce is the other, the other no, version. No, none of that. Brandy butter's good, but everything else, monstrous. Brandy... I, okay, sure. I don't much care for it. I, I, I like the, um, the, the, the pudding. It's, it's traditionally set ablaze before it's brought through. Yeah. Which is completing the interesting Venn diagram between traditional English celebrations and flair bartending. <laughs> There's very little else that crosses over there. I guess some of the stuff they do with the, like with juggling the uh, the cocktail shaker could be classed as Morris dancing and light arson. Yes. Um, yeah, it's dude. It's pigs and blankets. They're, I mean, they're best, but you can always have a Yorkshire pudding. Yep. Although I feel the scale of the Yorkshire pudding changes at Christmas, it generally shrinks in my house. Yeah. Because we normally have Yorkshire puddings that are about a foot across. Yeah, for sure. The current um, size. Yeah. And then the Christmas ones are normally smaller just to be able to fit them on the plate. I do like being able to make a sort of mezzanine dinner yes. in the Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, you can use it like that's a second always plate fun. if you need mm. to. Mm, that's always joyful. Yeah. Mm. Next question, Grant. Yeah, because what we just did there was talk about how much we liked Christmas dinner. Yeah, but that's essentially Okay, it. so we've had food, we've had drink. Mm-hmm. Will asks, Santa's elves. Clearly not elves. Gnomes, kobolds, or some kind of gift-making goblin. I, I don't think they're kobolds. No, they don't look scaly. Uh, but also, we would we'd be opening, like, jack-in-the-boxes and spiders would be flying out. Or just like 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 a like a nail bomb. Yeah, exactly. That's that's terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think it's that like sarin. <laughs> There's the secret Santa gift: the ingredients uh, for making uh, sarin, but not actually mixed up itself. Because you don't no. want to hurt people. No. You just want to give them the opportunity. Exactly. So gnomes is is a fairly safe bet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're small. 
Industrious. Ingenious. Subjugated. Mysterious. Steampunky. Hat-wearing. Tiny. High-voiced. And prone to really silly outfits. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think. It does, I mean, like, they're, they're not the Tolkien elf. No. In that your Tolkien elf is tall, sexy, immortal, um, and with some sort of... They've got weird genitalia. Look it up. It's fascinating. But um, but your your standard, I think this is this is more the Scandinavian elf. Yes, like lives lives in little holes in the ground, um, curses shoes. factories. Say again, curly shoes. I think because like at that point, elves and dwarves are kind of interchangeable, right? Like I think dwarves are kind of a higher class of elves, and the dwarves make rings. Mm. What if we had Santa and his dwarves? That would be amazing. That that would be really cool because the elves always seem a bit like the they seem like a slave race. Like they do a bit. You know what I mean? Like you never hear of elves doing anything else. No. There's just elves who make toys for Santa, and then he delivers them, and then well, I guess they're making stuff throughout the year, but like, do they get paid? Do, when are do their they... holidays? I mean, it's gonna be very hard for them to leave because they're on the North Pole. That's like sending someone to Siberia, but worse. There can't be good health and safety checks up there. Is it a gulag? <laughs> It's a prison. Maybe a prison? they, as a people, did a really big interstellar crime. <laughs> Maybe this is elf hell. And either of hell, or this is just their community service for the next 10,000 years. Ah, I see. Right, that makes sense. Now, so, like, they're, they're mostly reformed. Mm. But, you know, got to keep an eye on them. I do want to say, like, I just want to get ahead of this. Not the most original joke to, to, to suggest that elves are slaves. However, dwarves. Mm-hmm. Fierce, northern, communist dwarves. Mining a wooden rocking horse right out of the bedrock. <laughs> a hoop and a stick. Hoop and a stick. Forged <laughs> from the mighty mountain. Hey, what, bud? There's a forge of little wooden soldiers down there. Can we just can we just look for a moment at what is traditionally a Christmas gift? Uh, you've got uh, a jack-in-the-box. Jack-in-the-box. A rocking horse. horse. Toy soldier. Uh, a doll. A dolly. A I train. think it's a dolly rather than a doll. Trains, yeah. Uh, not an electric one, just one you push around. Mm-hmm. A ball. Normally a ball. red with a star on it. I, I'm i never going to turn down a ball. I'm happy to have one of those. Shades of communism. Always useful. And I'd, I think we've got. I think we've moved a long way from that. Clementines. Oranges. Fucking orange. Well, not an orange. Clementine, because you have to be able to like peel. Well, it, I yeah. suppose they're all they're all easy peelers now, aren't they? Eh? Tesco, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Bring back my passport. Is what I say. Um, <laughs> you, you have a passport. I do. It's right in front of me. Um, yeah. What's I saying? Yeah. So the presents have presents have moved on. Mm. Like nobody gets that shit anymore because nobody has ever wanted that. It was just say. what they had options of. Yeah, it's true. I, I, they would have much rather had like a PSP or something. Yeah, so when you're looking at a traditional Christmas family scene, mm-hmm. stop picturing them with a rocking horse. A kid mm. would be livid if they got a rocking horse. I mean, imagine it's 1930, though. But that's what I mean. Like, even now, you see these things under trees in advertising. Yeah, that's, that's fair, yeah. I guess, like, they can't have any sort of... Because so much of... So Christmas is primarily about buying toys for children. Yes. Right. Okay. So, like, like, I think, like, like the, the biggest expenditure goes on gifts for children. Perhaps I don't know. I don't understand. Just assume it's no. true. Yeah. Just, just, just. Assume. I've, I've done the research. Don't, don't ask me too many don't questions about this. Don't look at it. Shut up. Get out of my house. And children's toys rely heavily on branding. Mm-hmm. 
and you can't show brands without paying the people or receiving endorsement from the people. This so I think you've, you've wound up in a difficult situation where you have to go for generic toys. So like you might get a generic, you know, um, PS box, yes. or whatever it's called, uh, or you know, uh, um, a Bleepomatic five thousand. A game like console five thousand or three thousand after them, these comedy names, haven't they? Like Soldier Boy's console. What? <laughs> do, do do you not know of this of this wonderful controversy? No. The rapper, Soldier Boy. The rapper Soldier Boy. No, the other one. Yeah, the other rapper, yeah. very much decided that um, Nintendo, uh, Sony, and Microsoft mm-hmm. haven't really got it sussed in the console yeah. world. And mm-hmm. so it was put out, I think now, eight consoles. Sorry? Uh, to rival their market share. Eight? It's well, like, like recently or like over the few, last few years? Over, within the last year. Okay. This is um, news. What happens is they put them out for a while and then they mysteriously go out of stock and then a whole right. new console is released. Right. Do they have games on them? Over 800 games! What? What, the, what he's doing... Is, is it he, money laundering? He, mm, what he's doing is he's buying cheap Chinese ROM games <laughs> right, okay. on a console and selling it for five times the price. And I assume there's some sort of design... Around that, like he's paying a company to sort of put a shell around it. No. Does it have Soldier Boy written on it? No. Are the games about soldiers? No. They're all Nintendo games. Boys? Probably some boys. Probably some boys. Um, Sorry, old Nintendo games. It's, they're like old SNES games. Mm. Um, That's brilliant, Soldier Boy. You're going to prison? Yes. Well, for that and the other things. Y- yes. But probably, Console, honestly, yeah. like this probably is easily this. convictable. Yeah, yeah. This this seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. And he's attaching his name to it. Yes, he is. Uh, the best part is that one of the games consoles looks like a Game Boy and is called the Soldier Boy. And I was that, so happy with that. That's fair. You know, th- at that point, I'd be like, "All right, come out of prison. Well done." <laughs> yeah, back it up. Mm. But but yeah, like you can just have one of those consoles. So you, you can have a Soldier Boy console. Yeah, you, uh, you can have. Um, he needs the advertising. Have... How do you th- how do you feel about uh, candy canes? I think that they are a decoration and not for human consumption. No, they're they're, they're knives. They're, they're shivs we give to children, and they taste bad. They're just like peppermint, you know. They're okay. Yes, with peppermint for the next seven hours as you yeah. carry around a heavily licked stick, <laughs> an increasingly sharp weapon, <laughs> and increasingly furry. Weapon. Mm, yeah, you're going to drop that a couple of times. You are a stupid child. You're not going to notice when the dog has a bit. Mm. It's gross. That seems like the sort of thing which is bad for dogs. And people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, then. Well, dwarves, then. Big dwarves. Dwarves. Big, big beardy dwarves. And, like, Santa, he's already, like, a scaled-up dwarf already. Yes, actually. He's, he's just eaten the most other dwarves. Maybe... Maybe they all start Maybe. as elves, and as they absorb right. Christmas, they become dwarves. Ah, and, when and then they... one becomes Santa. And then, much like orcs in Warhammer Forty Thousand, yeah. one of them is simply more Christmas and hurts more people more festive. than the others, <laughs> and thus becomes the king of Christmas and takes ah. over the mantle of Santa Claus, ah. shedding his skin and turning into ash and turning going down a chimney, like that film, The Santa Mantle. Yes, the Santa. Yeah. <laughs> the smantle. 
or was it the Santa Claus? That was the one I was referencing. It's with an E. Yes. Where, where that 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 drug dealer became Santa Claus. What's his name? <laughs> Tim Taylor. That's yes. It. Tim the Toolman. Toolman Taylor. Taylor. What's what's but his? The what's the cocaine? What's the guy's name? The guy who Tim, plays Tim Taylor. Tim, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Tim the Toolman. Is that his name? No, he's an actor. Yeah, Tim. No, it's different. The tall man, Taylor. No, that's that's the character. I think. Yeah, it's I don't know. By a guy, who's called, I don't know. I don't. Hang on. You can cut this out. I just need to quickly look it up. Timmy Dufresne. Nope. I'm just going to search for. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. Tim Allen. Tim Allen, the tall man, Taylor. <laughs> why? Why didn't they go for um? Tim Allen Key Taylor. I don't know. That's that's missed opportunity. Mm. Probably because it's really a mouthful to say Tim Allen Key Tall Man the Taylor. <laughs> Taylor the Taylor. <laughs> it's really arduous. Mm. Um, whose question is it? What's going on? I'm going to ask you a question, Grant. Um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I just, just want to say, like, I'm really happy with the idea that I, I like, like, we've lost momentum on the bit. We have to start, have to start a new one. But I really like the idea of the of it being a sort of nightmare. There can be only one scenario where yes. all the elves are trying to become more Christmassy, mm. and like weaker ones are torn apart until they become and made more... into gifts for children. Shit! Oh, they're they're robotic. Where do you think the wrapping paper comes from, Grant? Is that their That's skin? That's elf skin. Are, are they like robot constructs as well? Like, no, they're like, meat, like, like they're living... meat in there. Oh, so how, how do you make the toys? By forging their bones. Ah, okay. They, they, the bones are plastic. Everything yeah. else is fine. Okay. Yeah, they're like thermoplastic. You just melt it down and reforge it. Jesus, it's fine. That's gross. Derek Bindle says, When Santa succeeds in his plot to take over the world with mind-controlling candy canes, what will change? How will the world be different? I wasn't aware of this. Well, no, it's a secret plot. Oh. So now you know. Yeah. When he succeeds, there. This is a, this is a foregone conclusion. How do they control the mind? Are they inserted into the spinal column, <laughs> like a shunt? So I think it works two ways. Okay. Um, one way is the candy cane can be in you, like well, like stabbed. Sure. Okay. Um, and the other way is through chemicals in the candy cane itself. Ah, pheromones. Or something along those lines. Yes. Mm. Um, or it can, I guess, it can be placed into the back of your neck, um, and you could be driven around with a tiny elf jockey on your back. That's what I want. That's what I wanted. Merry Christmas. There we go. Um, I would Santa cancel or increase Christmas? See, I'm just. Does, I'm does just he like this. it? Is he into it? Does he have to? Is, is it like a, like a, a, a geese? A goose? Geese. geese. Is it, is it something which he has to do? Because it, it seems like a fucking ball ache if you don't have to do it. I fear it might be something akin to a Cabin in the Woods situation. Oh, I see. Yeah, so we have to do it otherwise. Otherwise something worse happens. So it's a ritual. Yes. To try and maintain Christmas cheer, which I guess keeps the old ones at bay. I mean, to be honest with you, if we're using our previous... Um, explanations of elves, dwarves, and Father Christmas himself. Oh, God. Then merely it's the prolonging of his race. I like the idea that actually what it is, it's whatever they defeated at the North Pole. Yes. It's the Titans in Greek terms. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
so like the nightmare god of pagan Christmas, like the like what like imagine imagine uh, the Wendigo, but bigger. Like, Ma- uh, like massive hell Krampus. Yeah, massive hell Krampus. I'm figuring probably not too humanoid in stature. No, like like skin the color of stars mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, that is perpetually that that is slumbering fitfully underneath the underneath the North Pole because no one's actually been there. You, know, you could have anything up there. It's impossible. And they are they are the children of this thing which have overthrown it and imprisoned it beneath the earth. But unless people buy toys no sorry they're given aren't they sorry kids sign is real uh, unless unless people receive toys and experience joy it will wake and this this actually explains a lot because in in recent years we've seen christmas cheer go down have we well more and more people fall into your account where they can take or leave christmas okay and they're not like hardcore into christmas and as that's happened we've seen mm-hmm. um stores begin advertising Christmas stuff earlier and earlier. To try and because maximise our exposure. Because there's less Christmas cheer each year, yeah. the beast begins to stir earlier in the cycle. It's like fracking. Exactly. They're fracking the Christmas cheer, despite the fact that it's harmful. <laughs> <laughs> so are the shop's agents... And our minds. Are the shop's agents of Santa? Well, I, I think they understand, like, the... They're very high up in the company. They're, they're in the know. Yeah, they understand the system. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, and, you know, if the world ends or is mm. ruined in some way by the hell Christmas Krampus... Fimblewinter. Uh, uh, yes. Ragnarok. Then nobody's going to be buying anything from Sports Direct. That's very true. Okay. So, with all this in mind, now that we've solved Christmas mm-hmm. in as much as we understand it, would Santa want more or less of it? I've got to presume he wants to keep the Titan down there, but he's not currently in charge. The end goal is to have no Christmas because they don't need it. Because they found a way to kill it. Need to slay it. To end the cycle. Hence the song, Slay Bells. Exactly. This is all working exactly as I thought it would. So he needs to craft some sort of giant candy cane with the help of Elon Musk. Obviously. (laughs) To craft a giant candy cane. Uh, oh, I don't know what it, what, what, what what this voice up here. This isn't Elon Musk, <laughs> but it's like the candy cane of longliness. Uh yeah, precisely. Also, it's the size of a rocket. Yes, and it needs to it's like, the it's side. Like, it's like it's it's like the speed of longliness in Evangelion. Yeah, is this just the plot of Evangelion? <laughs> 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 Have we just done Evangelion, but but replaced Gendo <laughs> Gendo whatever his name was. With um, Santa, maybe I think we might have accidentally done that. He's got the white gloves and everything. He does. <laughs> oh man! And he clones. Uh, he, he cloned his wife into a new child, just like Santa did. Shinji, just get in the damn sleigh. Shinji, come on. Uh, oh, oh, but but Shinji, no one else can pilot the Eva because your nose shines so bright. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all adding up, baby. It's all working. Oh, it's all coming up Christmas. Where does Masato fit into this? Uh, Mrs. Claus? We need a Mrs. Claus. That's true. It's probably Retsuko. But okay, sure. We'll, we'll make that work. That's fine. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and um, the and Jesus is also heavily referenced in the Genesis Evangelion. And an angel. And a, Yeah, an angel's are there. The Christmas angel came. Mm-hmm. And he directed the wise men to Neo-Tokyo. To Nerve Head HQ. To Nerve HQ, all's right, God's in his heaven now. 
<laughs> and shine heaven now. Yeah, and then and then and then the angel, um, angel Gabriel, uh, uses his his holy sword to burrow down to the to Tokyo, trying to get to Dad, Mum. It's difficult. Anyway, don't watch Evangelion or <laughs> the films. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say we spoiled it for you, but if anything, we've saved you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it's um, it's Neon Genesis Evangelion. So that's how the world would be different. Yeah, uh, it would become soup. And it would be it would be largely unintelligible after I'm going to say episode eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. And like and like, oh, you really want you want it to, you want it to be about about giant robots fighting monsters? Actually, it's about depression and not belonging mm. and struggling with your faith. That's fun, isn't it? Yeah, ask me the question what, before we go down that uh, rabbit hole. I want a giant robot fight. Um, Tonton Pogo asks, great name, Tonton. Who would win in a fight, Rudolph or the Polar Express conductor? Now let's just let's just look at what we're what we're dealing with here. Rudolph um, and his special abilities. Rudolph is an an intelligent reindeer. He can speak uh, with a luminous, like clearly infected nose. Well, I don't think he's like he's not ill. He just like he he's a he's a mutant. Okay, he's deviant who lights the way for Santa. Is that what he does? Yeah, so it's foggy. Um, Rudolph goes on the front, and then so he bathes everything in a sinister red light. Well, he yes, he does that, but also he, he allows presents to be delivered because Santa is is incapable of asking anyone to make a goddamn headlamp. I think honestly, all he's really there for is like those blinking lights on planes, so that nobody <laughs> hits them. It's Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, and then Gavin the green-nosed reindeer. He's on the other end. Exactly, important yeah, starboard. <laughs> okay. Right, and then the Polar Express conductor. He's Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks. However, he is Uncanny Valley robot assassin Tom Hanks. He's a robot? Now, have you seen Polar Express? No. Okay, no one in that film looks right. It was it was like it was what it was I'm going to say late 90s, early 2000s it was released. Okay. And so we were still working out what CGI was. Sure. It was. I think it was the first the first full CGI film, which was all humans, or something oh, okay. along those lines. Right, uh, yeah. like, well, rather than like quite... toys or whatever. Yeah, so like, Toy Story looked pretty much fine because it was because like they just had to make it look like plastic, which they could handle. Mm-hmm. But flesh, human face is pretty tricky. You also look at things like um, uh, Advent Children. Advent yes, Children? is that the one? I really enjoyed Advent Children. Uh, that that then then the other one. Oh, the first within. Yeah, Spirits was in. Dog shit. Um, it had Ross from Fraser in it, though. So that, that, Really? Yeah, she, she was one of the few. Anyway. Oh. Um, Perry Gilpin. Um, Sounds like a wine. Mm, it, yeah. Point is, it is a nightmarish trip into the uncanny valley. Okay. Uh, the Polar Express. And it's some sort of vague Christmas film, but a train that goes to the North Pole. Right. Tom Hanks is there. And he is going to eat your face off your head while you sleep. <laughs> He's now also w- he also plays six other people in that film. Incidentally, does he? I had to look it up because I had no idea who the Polar Express conductor was. Right. Okay. So so is that like so is that just Tom Hanks or is it the Polar Express conductor shape shifting? Because I've not seen it either. I I watched five <laughs> minutes. I was really I was really hoping you'd seen it. I've watched five minutes of it and I got freaked out by Tom Hanks's uncanny smile. No, he plays. Hang on, let me let me. Let me, let me look this up again. Right, so, Tom Hanks voices six characters in the movie. 
Hero Boy, his father, the conductor, the hobo, Scrooge, and Santa Claus. The hobo. The hobo. And Hero Boy, I presume, is some sort of superhero? I believe so. Because if, if that's the main boy character, it seems really weird having Tom Cruise voice him. Tom Hanks. This is this is very so, strange. Is it just Tom Cruise in the film? Tom Cruise? Sorry. Is it just Tom Hanks in the film? No, no, there are other people. Is it is it like is it like one of those terrible Eddie Murphy ideas? I think it might be, yeah. So it's a Christmas with the flumps. Mm. Right. Okay. So what powers does he have? I'm looking that up, but all I've accidentally managed to find is a conspiracy theory about how they paid Tom Hanks too much money for what he was doing given the budget. And it I've kind of fallen down a rabbit hole of Why did, why is that a conspiracy theory? I don't know. Like money laundering through Tom Hanks. Yeah, pretty much. I trust him. Yeah, it's Tom Hanks. Yeah, he, he can have whatever he wants. He was in Big. Yeah. The most important film ever made. Not strictly true. Oh, Finally. So let's be honest here. Yeah. Rudolph, while magical and a talking oh, reindeer... Can fly. Can fly. Or is that the sleigh? But cannot hold a gun. Come to think of it, you never see him flying... When they're not attached to the sleigh, do you? No, maybe they just the, walk. Maybe the sleigh flies like it generates a field, and they're just maybe, like hamsters running in a ball. Maybe the sleigh, the sleigh is an incredible feat of of aerodynamics, and so they run, and then it channels their speed and backdraft. But then it would take off over their heads. Yeah, and they'd like droop down at the front it would, and it just would, bang it, off of the it rooftops. It would kill them. <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah, so he, 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 we could assume he has access to a gun, given and that he's, uh, he's American like, and has thumbs. Yeah, yeah, that that reindeer's as good as dead, mate. Right. Plus, it can't hide. No, it cannot unless, turn off its uh, nose. Unless, yeah, at, at no point it's, it's not like a verse of the song where Rudolph had to evade incoming flak cannon this fire. Terrifying scene where um, Rudolph is hunched over in his flat, which looks a lot like Kevin Spacey's flat from well, anything because he's creepy. Seven, um, but seven specifically. <laughs> um, I imagine it's quite nicely decorated. I mean, he's, he, he doesn't seem like a great human being, but I'm pretty sure that he's got taste. And he's just like trying to burn his nose off, like like taking his fingerprints off so he can't oh, be recognised. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and the then, Polar then, Express guy just kicks in the door and just starts spraying bullets around. Ru- Rudolph's not uh, like Rudolph's not there, and there's and there's a there's a knock on the door of the police station. He walks in with his hands in the air and like blood streaming from where his nose used to be. <laughs> He's carrying a wrapped box. What's in the box? What's in the box? It's a present. It's a present for you. It's a little wooden horse. It's a little wooden horse <laughs> and a tin soldier. They're for you. They're for you, Brad. I'm so angry. God damn it, Tanner! Ask me a question. <laughs> Dave Chan says, Oh no, the Yule Log has gone out. What RPG book will serve best to keep us warm during our festivities? City Mists. It probably is. Actually, no. No, it's Zweihander. I've not read Zweihander, but that is too big. But we've seen a copy of Zweihander. I'm pretty sure... Pretty sure you can fit the rules for City of Mists into like an A5 booklet about a quarter of the size. It's mainly faff. But the, but if you have a physical copy of Zweihander, it would need to sit mm. on the passenger seat of a car. <laughs> I think you're illegally allowed to travel in the carpool lane as long as you have Zweihander yep. with you. Like, you have to buy two seats if you're going on an airplane with it. 
mm-hmm. both for the it, book. It is comedy big. It's impossible to lift. Considering that it's quite a generic fantasy set. Well, considering that it's just Woofrup. Yes. It's former fantasy roleplay again. With worse art. Well, yeah. I mean, take a look at the 80s editions and come back to me, yeah, mate? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that would burn for quite a while. Mm. However, mm. I think that some of the newer, high-production, glossy books, even though being smaller... Mm. Would burn with a range of interesting colours. That's true. I'd worry about the smells and the fumes. Oh, I'm assuming it all goes up a, chim- a chimbley. A chimbley. I'd like to. By the way, you, you, have, you ever burn Monster Munch packets? I've made Shrinky Dinks. Oh, okay. Is that is that the same thing? I've, What's you, shr- you, what, the, what the fuck is a Shrinky Dink? You you put them in the oven and they shrink. Oh, right. Okay. If you if you just throw them on, if you just throw like a Monster Munch packets or any or any sort of thin like printed cellophane, a tin foil. Affair on the fire. It'll go up in all sorts of colours. It's great. Oh, really? That's excellent. Yeah. You should yeah, have a Google of Shrinky Dinks. That was, that was all the rage when I was a kid. I was a kid when you were a kid. Yes, but you were in a foreign land. That's true. C- Cumbria. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have crisps up in Cumbria. <laughs> Didn't have Christmas. We had, we had one potato. We got to gather around and suck. <laughs> Not the potato. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what was the question? What are we burning? What are we we're burning? burning? We're burning Zweihander, we're burning City. Is it mist or mists? Mist. Mist. City of Mist. Um, I honestly, I kind of fancy, like, I don't want a glossy thing. I don't think it would burn too well. Like, looking at the kind of the low quality paper stock of your of your first edition D&Ds, mm. even or, though they all came in little books, I think it would make quite a nice kindling. Or even those that have emulated it. You can get the best of both worlds with Dungeon Crawl Classics. Mm. Who intentionally use similar paper and mm. are too big? Yes, that's very true. And also, Invisible Sun. <laughs> we don't know that yet. You just, you just, you, you light a bit of paper, throw it in the box, instant fire. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the big, big superfluous but black cube that that's the game comes be an in. Absolute nightmare because then you got plastic fumes from the hand. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, take the hand out first. I'm very excited about getting to open a copy of this. I don't, I don't, I just, it seems so far up its own arse. I want to know, I have to know what's going on. The hand on is ergonomically shaped to shove it up your arse. It is, actually, it's it's yeah. doing that. It's even got a flared base. It's doing that duck beak thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's being polite upon insertion. Yeah, although the thumb's out, which is probably an issue. Yeah, I might, I guess I'm, that's I, just I, a back, that's a backstop, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I think I might sort of melt it into a single. Like I might, might just sort of like like run it under hot water or get a lighter up against it and make it into a single piece. No, I'm just I'm just suggesting that like you, you just got up to thumb depth. Up to thumb depth. Yeah, I was worried about how sharp the thumb would be. I guess if it's pointing um, up or straight out, it's on my delicate ring piece. Yeah, maybe yeah. just may, maybe you just start with the thumb. Yeah, like uh, that, that's for training. Ah, yeah, like, I, I don't know, I'd be worried. Of course, the, okay. grand, the grand prize comes when you put it in base first. Yes, and then you can wave to Monty Cook. Hello, <laughs> 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 Monty. Hello, Monty. I've put a hand up my bum. And then that's actually how you win Invisible Sun. It is a game. You can win it. That's how you do it. Send him that, and uh, he will write you a special bit of paper 
with some gods on it. You have to do it at a convention to him. And he has to shake <laughs> the hand. Public. <laughs> no, no, I'm not shaking it. Come here, Monty. Take <laughs> my hand as you like, Ju- wiggle your barts at him. Jumping around backwards, pants around your ankles. Stop looking at my balls! <laughs> You're making this weird. Don't make this weird. Just Monty, shake that hand and this is over. Mr. Cook, I beg of you. <laughs> I need to go to the hospital after this. Please be fast. I hope there is a cash prize because I cannot afford this. <laughs> I've come to an American convention. <laughs> Jeez, that's disgusting. All right, one more question, I think. Go on, then. Devilfish101 asks, which Lovecraftian entity would cook the best Christmas dinner? So I, I think this is actually an interesting question because it's not which Lovecraftian entity would be the best Christmas dinner, which no. is what I was expecting it to be. Although I don't know who... I don't, I don't really want to eat any of them. No, that's entirely fair. But who would actually cook the best Christmas dinner? Okay. Now, we're not going for, like, your Basts, your Nodens, your Poseidons that crop up in the expanded universe, are we? No. No um, human gods. That no, we've in. also got to discount things like your Colours Out of Space, your Shoggoths. I think... Oh, no, they're okay, aren't they? Well, Colour Out of Space is literally just a colour... Well, but, I mean, at no point in the story does it try and make dinner. So um, we don't know what it would do. But it doesn't. Also, it also doesn't interact with physical space in any way. Again, maybe it's different for tea. <laughs> oh, it, that's great. It can touch cutlery. Maybe it does a great stuffing. And the oven settings. <laughs> but cannot do doors. So it has to get somebody else to help with it when it's doing the fridge and opening the oven. I have come from far away to make dinner for you. But the, the, that voice is coming out of a blazing ball of fire. Yeah. Um, okay. So Shoggoths can make dinner. They're just not very good at it. Mm-hmm. But let's. let's so we, we've we've got the big three. I think they're all too busy. Hundred percent. Or too, you know, orbsy. Yeah. Or too, too, too orbsy, too... explodey, or wet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can probably find dinner in Shabnigarath, but still. Yeah. Everything is dinner in Shabnigarath. She's the closest to dinner. She's probably you can probably eat her. Yes, although um, that has yeah. happened in stories and is bad. As yeah, you can you know, imagine. You know what? I imagine it goes better for the person than trying to eat the concept of chaos or death. Hundred percent fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've although, also, we've also although got- Yogg-Sothoth is made up of those delicious-looking spheres, just pop one of those in. They, they do look nice. Mm, caviar. Um, we've also got to discount a lot of. Like dull enemies, enemies, like entities. That's what I'm looking for. Like ghouls. Like, yeah, no, like no vampires, no werewolves, none, none of the standard shit. shit. No, no, no. What about what about the terrifying um, rat with a human face? <laughs> Brown you, Jenkin. You know the one I mean. Brown Jenkin. <laughs> I think he would be quite good. He doesn't have hands. He literally does. Oh, he's got little hands, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. I made you a tiny dinner. <laughs> It is so small. Have you seen those Japanese videos of that man who does tiny food? I killed and ate him. I've done that for you out of his eyes. (laughs) Um, Cthulhu's too moist. Too wet. Under the ocean. Also sleeps in a lot. I'm thinking something like a Sogthor? Yeah, it's got more T's in it, isn't it? A lot more T's. What's a Sogthor? It's one of those kind of minor gods. Uh, But imagine a toad. Yeah. Oh, big, okay. Big cool. bloated toad that's sitting yeah. upright a bit more. Oh, cool. 
and its head is more bat-like than it is toad-like. Okay. And also, it's mainly benevolent. Nice. Like, to the point where it'll make you dinner. Yeah, like, it, it, like, like you could go and commune with Sogthor, have a yeah. word with it, and leave. Right, rather than it, like... Rather than it just brain, not understanding yeah. the concept of human and eating it. Okay, that's something. Um, so it's got um, the hands. Um, good, good listening to people's orders. Yeah, yeah. Um, is a god. That's always useful. Yeah. In some cute. way. Yep. Combines bats and toads, the cutest animals. Mm. I'd like to put in a little vote for my old friends Dagon and Hydra. Yes. Because they, they, above all other gods, I think, understand the importance of family. Yes, and killer sashimi. Mm. Oh, man. Like, it wouldn't be traditional. But, um, like, I, I wouldn't want turkey sashimi. No, that's fair. But I think I think generally think that they could do some astonishing work yeah, with sushi like and the like. Mm. Oh, fresh up the earth. And also like like they they're gonna have a big table. Everyone's gonna sort of gather around it. And you got you've got some people who are sort of, you know, just normal looking, but maybe like they're a bit damp and people all around here. And they're all hanging out together and they're sharing fresh sashimi and possibly people. And genetic code. They are they're fucking all related. Uh, yeah, they are all related, but you know, it's that's first family. Yeah, yeah, pick, it's pick nice. family. You, can, you, yeah. you can choose your friends. You can't choose your family. You can pick your nose. But you can't pick your family. Mm. Um, you could use sulcher as a as, as as the oven. That's a that's a large pillar of green fire in a, underneath a church. Okay. So you could cook the turkey in that. So it's helping. I, yes, that's true. I I might just use an oven. Fair. Yeah, although it will be under the it will be under the sea, so we'd have to use James Cameron submarine. <laughs> um, what else have we got? There's there there's one that looks like Ganesh. I've forgotten his name. Big what, elephant. An elephant. Yeah, it's really? a big elephant fellow. It's, he's there's... mainly a statue. Oh, uh, Chognafon. That's his name. Okay. Um, there's, he's mainly there's a statue with... and then becomes an elephant. The one with the sideways head on top of his mouth is that Gog or something? Oh, Gug. Gug. Fun name. Yes, that is that is a that is not a god. That is a thing. So oh, okay. there are gugs. Well, it's entity. Which yeah, 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 no, no. Entity. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, class- I'm overclassifying here. Do you think Lovecraft or his creations makes a better Christmas dinner? Because he didn't strike me as a man who could cook. I I think that his creations would serve a better Christmas dinner because they'd serve everybody at the table. <laughs> Woke. And mm. on that, we're going to wrap up. All right. So happy Christmas, because that's yeah. tomorrow, people. Merry Christmas. I hope you've got all your letters into Santa yeah. and sent them up the chimney or to the North Pole or wherever they go. Put them I on the train that's yeah. going that way anyway. With Tom Hanks and his gun <laughs> that he's firing wildly into the air trying to kill Rudolph. Feasting on a reindeer haunch. <laughs> Devouring its heart to gain his glowing nose power. Just chewing the meaty end of an antler. It's just got like... A, a, a rope thong around his neck with half a broken nose on it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Oscar Winner Tom Hanks. <laughs> he wears it even, like in every character. And welcome to my train. <laughs> I think you'll find escape is both impossible and non-desirable. I have a gun. Sit down. Um, thank you for Christmas. listening. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. We're going to Christmas. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this special Christmas-themed episode of Hi Guys, Friends, although we did talk an awful lot about Cthulhu. We are contactable via HDF Podcast, 
on Twitter. You can also drop us an email uh, at heartydicefriends at gmail.com. If you want to give us some money, because it's the festive season, uh, it's the time of miracles. Maybe need a little Christmas present? Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, I imagine. I want you to imagine the worst possible Christmas present you could give, give someone, and that is a patron <laughs> subscription to Hearty Dice Friends in their name. A, podca- <laughs> a podcast they don't listen to and won't enjoy. Excellent. Well, I mean, they might enjoy it, but yeah, if you want to, if if you do buy someone a uh, Christmas gift of patronage to this podcast, thank you, and also, what a horrible thing to have done. And also, tell us so that we yeah. can point it out to them. Yeah, give, give the money to charity instead. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah, it's Christmas. Um, that's it. We love you. Mm. We have a special Christmas theme message of love this time. Do we? Yeah, we've invented. A fourth Christmas drink, just for you. That's how much we love you. What's the first ingredient, Chris? The first ingredient is Buck's Fizz. Mmm, and the second ingredient... it's it's bottled Buck's Fizz. It comes like that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And the second ingredient is canned gin and tonic. One of those tiny cans from an airplane. Yeah, so what we're doing is it's, it's mainly a cocktail we've made out of things we've bought at a gas station. Yeah, the other two ingredients are wine. Yeah, boxed wine. Uh, it's, uh... <laughs> Those are the two different kinds of wine, boxed wine and not boxed wine. <laughs> it's not red and white. <laughs> uh, very very good, sir. How do you like your wine secured? <laughs> uh, in a hutch. In a hutch. Excellent, sir. Uh, that's a us. Co- we love you. sir. Have a nice Christmas. We're going to be we're going to be back next week. Hopefully, we'll still be all on time. I think it's New Year's Eve. We're putting out the podcast on or something. Yeah, I will probably be drunk, so I apologize. Yeah, well, um, yeah, should be fine. We, we maybe maybe we'll do a special drinking theme podcast. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Unlike we love every you other all, Yeah, we love you so much, and we're not just saying that because we're drunk. Because I'm not. No, I'm not yet. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.